Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by my friend Calvin in Seattle. What's up, Calvin? Yo, yo. How's it going? Yeah. I was going to be like, I'm good. But then I just, uh, for a nanosecond, I forgot. So uh, Calvin is on this big Warriors group text that I've talked about before. And it's a, a bunch of dudes that, uh, for the ma- most part, I don't actually know who they are. <laughs> but uh, uh, as the years have gone by, I've, uh, I've I've gotten to know them from their Warriors fandom, from their uh, from their hot takes, and from their uh, good jokes and bad jokes. So uh, it's it's good to have you on the show for the first time, man. Welcome. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, it's good to be on. So I always ask this, and you know, you're my first new guest in the uh, postseason. So real quick, I just always like to ask guests what their Warriors fandom background is. So uh, yeah, like how uh, how long you've been a Warriors fan? What's that been like for you? Oh yeah, um, let's see. I think it's been twenty something years. So you know, not as deep as most. You know, like deep Warriors fans. Definitely not as deep as most of the guys on that thread. Um, but I'm, you know, I've always been kind of like a casual follower, but I, I started to really, really get into it, you know, around college time. Um, and, uh, you know, was a long time season ticket holder, uh, you know, a lot of like losing seasons. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's just been, uh, you know, I think, um, uh, that first year, 2014, 2015, I had just moved out of the Bay area and was watching from afar. Right. Like, uh, remembered, I had my first kid during that time too. And so remembered watching that that finals, you know, like screaming quietly because my newborn was, you know, sleeping uh, upstairs. Uh, so that was, that was a really great experience. Um, but yeah, but since, you know, last couple of years, you know, we've been on this thread together. It's been, pre- it's been pretty deep. So yeah. 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 So I imagine that, you know, the screaming after this one sixteen one hundred loss to the Celtics. Um, I know I was screaming a little bit. What are your impressions? The Warriors are now, down two one in the finals, and uh, how'd you feel about this game? I mean, I, I it just felt like it was really winnable, you know, throughout the entire game. Um, I remember uh, we were texting back and forth, and I was thinking, okay, we made this big run in the third, kind of came back to sort of even things up. Um, shooting had sort of evened out, uh, and I was just thinking, okay, we need to sustain this into the fourth. Um, and, uh, we just, we just lost it in the first couple of minutes of the fourth, you know, that's, that's, I think what sort of did it in. Um, and then they took the momentum back, um, tightened up on defense, you know, we put a smaller lineup in and, you know, that, that was, that was the end of it in my, in my opinion. Um, obviously game four is going to be huge. Uh, definitely cannot afford to go home down three to one. This game is like, I mean, I'm looking at the rebounding totals cause you're talking about the where is going, small and it was 47 to 31 so out rebounded by 16 we got two-thirds of the rebounds that the Celtics had and you know I it's it's only been three games which is a lot but it's relatively small sample size but for me like it's this weird feeling that right now it doesn't look like the Warriors can win a close game against these guys, right? Like, and it's it's kind of an odd thing to say. Like, I feel like they need a blowout like they had in game two. And the reason is, it's like when it's close, 
means like it's really physical, means like every rebound is really important. All those little details and all those mistakes uh, are huge and they're, they're more magnified. And I feel like, I know, I know the Celtics, they tend to have a lot of turnovers, but I feel like we just can't get over the hump in those games because we get out-rebounded, because some of our guys are less dependable. You know what I mean? And throughout the season, we know that the Celtics have been, quote-unquote, the best team in the NBA since January or something, right? And the Warriors, they had levels of inconsistency. And for me, it's like in games like this, we're seeing who they are, right? Like, like eventually that inconsistency against a really good team will start rearing its ugly head. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what's what's happening here. And then also the fact that the Warriors seem to be, you know, that one the one block in the fourth quarter where Clay drove and Jalen Brown just swatted him, right? Like. Yeah. You can see that coming a mile away, right? Like that's kind totally. of like the story. So like this idea that they're uh, less athletic and, you know, not as as big as the Celtics. I mean, beyond this game, and I know it's like kind of gut reaction because, you know, the feelings from, from this loss are, are pretty, pretty raw right now. But like, how are you feeling just about what you're seeing from these two teams and what the Warriors' chances are? moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It doesn't feel like we can win these tight endings. Like even if I go back to the first game, right? Like first two quarters, like it seemed like we were playing well, but it was, it was kind of tight. And I, I think we went into halftime down too. Right. It was like, they sort of closed in at the end. Um, I think defensively, we're just not, not quite there. Like clay is obviously not, the player that he yeah. was defensively, like there was like a couple of close, like bad closeouts, I think in this game, you know, and he just, um, he's not able to stay in front of his, uh, his man as much as he used to be able to. Right. So, um, and then when we do put, you know, GP two in, who's obviously, obviously still hurt, um, you know, it, you know, we, we just get, we just get beat on rebounds. I mean, today I think smart, I mean, really smart owned him. I think today, you know, he played, he was really on top of GP two, um, also Tatum scored on him a couple times. Um, you, you saw there was a couple plays where sort of GB2, you saw him like walking back, kind of like muttering to himself, like, oh my God, I can't believe he made that shot, you know? Yeah. Um, that bank shot. Yeah. Happened, like, yeah. Two, two big shots like that from Marcus Smart. Um, so, you know, I agree with you, like really, you know, I felt like coming into the fourth quarter today, like that feeling of like, okay, we really need to sustain you know, this performance that we're like closing it out on in the, in the third um, to build like a, you know, like a 10 point lead. And that's really, Mm -hmm. you know, when it starts to feel comfortable, Um, you know, just thinking back throughout the season, you're right. Like, you know, there's been some good games that we closed out that were tight, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't really like, you know, those, those old times, like those old championship teams where it's like, okay, you know, it it doesn't matter. Right. Like if it's, if it's really close, um, we're going to pull it out. You know, um, and against this team, I, I I think I agree, man. It's just I think it's I think we really got to be, we got to be on top of it. This is definitely a team right now. Like the way it is, it's like it can't cannot impose its will like the old teams, and that's fine, right? There's a lot more parity. Yeah. There used to be fans who expect like a a team that's just going to annihilate everybody. They're 
you know, they've never <laughs> seen like real basketball. Like, you know, the dynasty wasn't real, real basketball. No. Right? Uh, <laughs> no. I think Steve Kerr, when the Warriors were bad in like 2020 or something, this is like now, now they see what real basketball is like or, or how the right. rest of the, the, the league is. But yeah, like, you know, because in these closer games, I, I just see that they're not making those little plays, those little winning plays. And yeah. I mean, this one from the outset, right? Like you expected the Celtics to to jump on them from the start, right? Like yeah. first finals game at home in like over a decade, I think. And, right. you know, they, they weathered it. But then once the Warriors like stopped them, all of a sudden the Celtics want, went on another run. And if it wasn't for, I mean, that's the thing. They, they got back into this game in the third because of like a, a flurry of shots, right? All of a sudden they hit eight right. in a row and then they got to single digits and like that's how they need to need to beat this team and i just right. don't know if they have enough right like clay he had a better shooting game for sure but i don't know i don't know like right now it just doesn't look look great right and i'm not saying here like doom and gloom but like if you get steph 12 for 22 31 points clay 7 for 17 not that great Five for thirteen from three, but he still had twenty-five. And then you had Poole, you know, four for yeah. eight, ten points, but relatively yeah, a low in, impact. Yeah. You know, it's like you need you need more. And Jeff Van Gundy said that this Warriors team they look like unathletic. And I look at it a couple ways, right? Like it's it's like if the if the Warriors go on to lose this series, it's like oh the the core is too old. And then if the Celtics lose, it's like, oh, the, the Celtics, they were they they got the taste. They're they're young. They just were, you know, yeah, they'll too, be back next year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's also like to me, I, I look at the Celtics and and more of their guys are in their prime or close to their primes. I mean, you have Jalen Brown and you have uh Jason Tatum who are uh good enough to be like close to their primes when they're 25, 24. And then Al Horford's old, but you know he he does what he has to do. And then Marcus Smart is in his prime, and he's still like in his what late twenties, maybe he's thirty. I'm not sure. But then you have the Warriors; they have their core who are kind of in their late primes, and then they have like their young guys who are not there yet, who they're not playing yet. So it's right. like in that way to me, it's like oh okay, like that is another problem with this matchup. It's not because they're too old, but it's like. It's just like, oh, this this team, the Celtics team, is just right, right there, right, ready right. to go. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you could see it kind of uh, in that fourth quarter. We like lost a lot of the fifty fifty balls, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that's you know a lot of that is athleticism, I think. You know, um, and, and another like analog to this is uh, you know the that first Kawhi championship with the Spurs, right? Like, do you remember he sort of took over? I think he won Finals MVP that year. Um, and, uh, you know, if Poole is going to be that player for us, like he, you know, he has to be there big, right. Cause he's kind of, we're in kind of in this in-between transition period, sort of before, you know, Kaminga is ready before Moody is really ready. Right. Hopefully Wiseman comes back. Right. And so, you know, while we're like, to your point, while we're in this transition period, you know, um, really like Poole would have to be, the, you know, he'd have to be the guy, right. To like have a big game, you know, like coming into this. And so it's been clear to me for a while that, you know, we basically, for this series, we need to have 
two of our shooters um, kind of going off to have a chance. Like it's not going to be like a, you know, like Steph alone, no, no chance, you know, pool alone, you know, I'm not really seeing it, you know, clay alone. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, he, yeah. we, I mean, the only way he would have to go like supernova, right? <laughs> like something crazy, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we basically had two of our shooters, you know, decently going today. Um, and you know, it, it, it wasn't enough, even with a, you know, steady game from Wiggs, right? It concerns me for sure that after three yeah. games, Poole hasn't figured out how to get going a little bit. You know, yeah. we were... Yeah, what do you think that is? I mean, you know, I've said for a while that when teams actually just focus, I mean, on Poole, and I feel like the Celtics, they scouted him well. They know what he does. In the first game, he did a lot of dancing. And they weren't going for his in and out dribble. They weren't going for like a lot of his fakes. And then Rob Williams has been erasing every everything underneath the basket, yeah. and he hasn't gotten his his free throws right. Like one of the things that Poole is good at is getting to the line where he nails Big every line. shot. And except for tonight, when he missed that first one, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." When he missed that, I was like, "He's he's missing this shot because he's <laughs> he's feeling a little shook." But once. Uh, Rob Williams can block his shots and he and not get the calls. Then all of a sudden you take that away from him, you know, on the on the group text, right? Like uh, I think it was Jose. He was like, "Sit pool," and I was like, "Rob Williams is out of the game. If you're gonna hopefully have pool get loose, it'll be when he's he's out of it, right? Because he's getting yeah. guarded by Peyton Pritchard, who's doing like a, a you know a decent job, but part of it he's doing a decent job because if pool gets past him there's Rob Williams there just ready to just erase him, you know? So I I think that has him thrown off. But the other thing too is like, he's a playmaker, right? That's, that's one thing that he's good at. And he just hasn't been able to do that either. I mean, the, the Celtics defense, they just, they're, they're just uh, tall dudes who are still athletic and um, are able to just, they're well coached. So um, I, I think that they make, in this game, at least, they made fewer mistakes. And, you know, to your point about the the 50-50 balls, man, yeah, I noticed that too, especially Draymond. And this is not like putting him in the grave <laughs> and saying he's done. But, I mean, Rob Williams is a young guy with a busted meniscus who was rebounding over Draymond, who was beating him to, uh, to, to loose balls. And it was like, ah, you know, when – when Draymond can't get to those, um, it is what it is, right? But you're feeling like those are the championship plays that they've made in the past and that they can still make. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's done, but like those were the ones where you're like, ah, this this game is not in the in the cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Draymond for a little bit because I think he like today, I mean he had a kind of a quiet game. And um, just energy wise, he just didn't look like he was, you know, as um, engaged. You know, I mean, some of that, I think, you know, it's probably strategic, you know, like, you know, playing on a Boston floor, like he didn't want that. Um, he didn't want to get in foul trouble. I mean, he did eventually also foul out. Right. But uh, but yeah, like there's a there's there's a couple of plays there where I just didn't see sort of like the same fire that you normally see out of him. Right. Like to win yeah. those, you know, to your point, those 50 50 balls. Um yeah, what'd you what'd you think of Draymond's game today? I mean, you know, the things that frustrated me about Draymond were some of those I mean, he only had two turnovers, but like, you know, there's a couple passes where 
I, I just wish he didn't throw them. You know, a lot of yeah. them were just like yeah. momentum killers. And, you know, like. Well, wow, that's surprising. He only had two turnovers. As it looked, you know, it looked, it looked worse. Yeah, totally. I thought he had like four or five. But, yeah, it just felt like he wasn't playing great. And just his inability to really, really. I mean, they just looked small out there, right? Like Rob Williams, yeah. Al Horford. They, especially when they played together, they were they were rough. I was I was joking with uh, uh, my friend Aram before game one. I was like, if I ever text you, man, if I'm over, like, yo, if only we had James Wiseman, then that's like a that's a bad <laughs> sign, right? I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Wiseman believer, and I would I think he would make a huge difference, but like, you know, he's neither been here nor there in these yeah. playoffs, of course. So like, it, it's it's like. You're really, really just desperate if you're pining for James Wiseman. But, you know, just the fact that they've really made a, a, a good effort uh, to uh, the, the Celtics have of, like, using their size emphatically. I mean, yeah. Williams was four for five, ten boards, four blocks, plus 21. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Ten boards. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, and they, I mean, they mucked it up uh, in that fourth, you know, and we just, we just could not match that energy. I mean, just going back to the passing too, I think like Poole's passing as a playmaker, I think that was a good point, you know, he, I mean, he had so many, how many turnovers do you have today? Uh, oh, really not that many. Three. three. Yeah. But it, I mean, it just felt like, I don't know, just watching the game, it felt like he just wasn't able to get, you know, others going as like he normally does, right? Like his, his hesitation moves, like they weren't really like biting on that as much. Um, he felt like, I felt like he was hesitant to shoot at points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's also getting scored on, you know, I don't know. I mean, for someone like him, you know, maybe that yeah. doesn't matter, but he's definitely getting scored on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure it matters because I'm sure yeah. he's hearing about it from the coaching staff, from everybody else in the, basketball yeah. watching world but three turnovers in 24 minutes is still a lot you know especially yeah, true. when you're dependent on to actually have the ball in your hands and make plays but yeah they're not going yeah. for like any of his moves because i feel like they have scouted yeah. and they have said like hey he likes to do this don't do that you know sometimes he'll get away with some stuff he'll, he'll figure it out like that tricky like layup he had under the basket when he faked out uh williams but those are a few and and far between yeah. at this point what let me ask you what do you think because because to me it, it just looks like this whole series the warriors especially in games one and three but definitely before they busted out in game two it felt like it just feels like the warriors are working their butts off for like shots Whereas the Celtics just get shots, right? They just feel open for threes. And what do you think, if anything, the Warriors can can do about that? I think it's defensive intensity. You know, like to to me, the like you know the defensive intensity really dialed up um, in the third. And when they were doing that, they were getting out, they were running, and they were they were they were not letting the Celtics sort of set into their defense, right? Like if they're playing the Celtics you know, in a half court game, like, I just, I just feel like you're playing into their hands, you know? And so it, it sounds cliche, but I honestly think it, it's, it, it starts with um, defensive intensity, you know, on the, on the yeah. warrior side. Um, and that's, that's, that's been the factor, you know, in, in my book. Um, and, and, and 
you know, the other thing that's interesting about that is like, you know, like today talk about runs, you know, triggered by uh, defensive intensity, right? Like we had maybe I had like, we had like one big memorable run and a seven point possession, <laughs> you know, like a crazy mm-hmm. seven point possession um, mm-hmm. with a, uh, what is that? Two sh- uh, shooting two for one, <laughs> but one point uh, in there mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, but the Celtics, I think they had, they opened the game with two back to back runs of 10 and eight points each. Um, and then had another big one, you know, to open the fourth, um, which basically put the game away. Right. Um, uh, and, and I, and I, and I feel like during those moments, also the Celtics were playing better defense. Like they were, they were, you know, they were, they just had more intensity on the defensive end. They came out strong on defense. Um, and that's what allowed them to get open and get out and run. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, to me that, I mean, to me, that's the key. And I think that's, that's probably harder to, to sustain when you're kind of towards the, the end of your, you know, like the, the, the sort of end of your prime, right. Or the, the upper end of your prime. Um, and maybe also mentally, because you, you know, you have this like mental game of like, I've been here, we know, you know, I've got ultimate confidence. I know we can always, you know, we got to be close and then we can finish it off. Yeah. You know, there was this one sequence in the third quarter, right? The Warriors, I was actually really curious to see if they would be able to put on a third quarter run and they actually did because I figured like that's one thing that the Celtics were keyed in on. And that actually gives me uh, a good deal of hope knowing that the Celtics were probably very, very attuned to the third quarter and how they played and and stopping the Warriors and not letting them get off. But they did anyway. But there was that one sequence, right? Like it was like, uh, a Steph missed layup, and then he got his fourth foul by trying to pick oh, yeah. Marcus Smart's pocket. And then Marcus Smart got free throws, and then it was like a turnover, and that's just all this stuff. And I was like, oh man, yeah. just, you know, like you giveth and taketh yeah, I think away. A, because, a dunk in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that was those were uh, backbreakers because to me, like that gave the Celtics confidence right because i'm sure to some extent it's like oh boy here it comes again here we go again you know but then all of a sudden if you can actually get some confidence by having that sequence if you're on the celtics then you're like okay okay we can we can settle and we can like manage this and i feel like that's you know the warriors still played well the rest of the third they got it down to what four we we were up by one or yeah we were up by one or up by two or something like that yeah yeah we got a lead but then we ended the quarter i believe down by four I could be wrong. Or Steph left the game when they were down by four. I forgot, but it was close. Yeah, the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, right? I was like, okay, like Steph is going to play the whole fourth quarter. Let's see if he can like go off. And it literally felt, I mean, they, they, they sold out on Steph and no one else could do anything. I mean, yeah. you know, like uh, I, I was like, hey, it's – Jonas Jerebko out there is Alfonso McKinney <laughs> out there. Did, did we sign Quinn cook all of a sudden? <laughs> like uh, that, that was very uh, uh, demoralizing to me, but what did, what did you feel about the, the fourth quarter and uh, where do you think it went sour? Yeah. I mean, I think to me that it was a Kerr misstep, you know, like I really wanted to see the fourth quarter open up with OPJ. I mean, he closed out the third, you know, um, but, but you could sort of see that, you know, Otto was um, keeping them alive with, uh, with his rebounding, you know, like and mm-hmm. he was really the key, you know, I think um, uh, in, in controlling the game uh, in the third mm-hmm. quarter for, for us. Right. And so, so when we went small, um, I just thought that that was a, 
like a huge mistake. You know, I wanted to see yeah. Otto, Steph, Clay, Wiggs, and Dre, right? Um, uh, so, so when we went small, I think that also, it makes it hard because when you're behind on fouls, right? Like when you're in foul trouble, like you can't really play as hard defensively. Like you can't really go for some of those balls um, as you as you would if you if you were okay on fouls, right? And so I, I felt like Steph um, got in foul trouble early and that carried over into the fourth. Uh, and that just made it difficult to put a smaller lineup out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, that was the, the big mis- mix- misstep, though, was Otto Porter Jr. not being in the game. You know, the Celtics really sped up the game. Um, it, it felt like, you know, we were playing from behind, like just behind the ball. Like we like they were controlling the pace of the game and the ball movement uh, in the game. Um, and then, and so, and I think they went on a run. I forget, I forget what the run was. I, I remember it. That was like a moment when I started screaming at the TV. I was like, <laughs> wrong lineup, wrong lineup. You know? <laughs> and then, and sure enough, they call, you know, they call a timeout and put the lineup in that should have been in there. Um, and, and you could sort of immediately see the momentum, um, or at least the tempo kind of shift back into the Warriors favor. Like they, you could sort of see them. Okay. We're, we're now in our groove. We're controlling um, you know, what we want to do, we're imposing our will on, on the game. Um, and that was a, that was a pretty immediate shift. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a gamble, you know, I think, you know, he decided to rest, uh, give clay a rest. Um, he put Steph back in, gave clay a rest, um, and put a pool in there with GP two. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, to me, that was a tactical mistake. I think for the same reasons that we talked about earlier, which is that, Mm -hmm. you know, the team, the team has to have a lead, going into the closing minutes, right? It, at least it feels that way right now. Like, it, it, you know, it, it, to be able to, um, to to come in and win from behind, you know, uh, and sort of steal one, right? Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like that's a great strategy uh, with, yeah. this, with, with this team. Yeah. Who did OPJ come in for in the fourth? Uh, I think, uh, so OPJ came in for pool. So they, they subbed out OPJ and GP2. Uh, for uh, Clay came back in and OPJ came in. So like, I, you know, it was the pool thing that because he hasn't been giving the Warriors much on offense, like yeah. we've talked about, and like we all know at this point, like on the defensive end, it's like, you know, that's not a good way to try to get back into a game. You need stops to get back into a game. And um, I am a big pool fan, but I just, uh, I tend to agree that like you have to go with uh, some other guys in those moments. I mean, I don't recall how long, yeah. Kerr went with that lineup, but, uh, uh, you know, I get you also want scoring and everything, but I guess you're hoping that pool, I mean, pool had like a, uh, a small breakout in the third and fourth of game two. So maybe you're hoping that he will give you a little bit more, but it just, uh, it just wasn't, wasn't to be. I mean, that's the thing that sort of um, kind of threw me off because Otto was um, shooting well. You know, he shot 66 from uh, 66.7, right? Um, two, yeah, three. two for three so, for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he shot well. Um, so, and I felt like, you know, with him out on the floor, you would get, you know, the the, the rebounding, second possessions, you know, and yeah. he's going to space yeah. the floor, right? So, um, especially because Wiggs was kind of off. I think he was one for six from three today. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. you know, that, that's why I thought it was just really important to, to give, um, auto more minutes, um, in the, yeah. in the closing moments. 
Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With the DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What are uh, you got any positives from this one? Like what uh, anything you feeling good about? I mean, Clay, you know, I feel good about Clay. I mean, you know, this was the best game. You know, he's definitely had his best game of the series. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe this is going to be a great foreshadowing to a or, or foreshadowing to a great game six Clay. Um, you know, so so I think that was that was a positive. Um, another positive, you know, three consecutive good uh, Steph games. You know, that's, that's, um, yeah, know, I was, uh, I think we were texting like earlier in the week cause the conversation never stops. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, oh man, you know, a bad Steph game is coming, you know, cause he's had like a bunch in a row. Right. And then it's like, well, you know, if a bad Steph game's coming, you need pool and clay to be going off. Right. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's another positive. I think just, um, I mean, this whole postseason, I think Wiggins is a huge positive. I mean, he's yeah. been Mr. Consistent on both ends of the floor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just so happy for him. Like it's a, I mean, it's a great success story. I think for Wiggs, also a great success story for um, the franchise as an organization, like a culture success story, right? I think that's, I think that's big. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, today stings, dude, because uh, I just, I just felt like, you know, we had a chance. Like even when we were down in the first and second quarter, I felt like, okay, this is just about like we're in the game. This is just about they're shooting well, we're shooting okay you know, not great, but okay. Right. Like if we just play with more defensive intensity, like, and you know, we can trigger a run and that's exactly what happened in the third. And I was like, okay, here we go. Let's carry this into the fourth. And it just didn't, you know, that, that didn't, it didn't work out. Right. So it was a, it was a bummer. Um, you know, but that all said, you know, <laughs> when, the, when the final started, I was telling myself, you know, Hey, appreciate this moment right now. Right. Like we're, we're yeah. back in the finals. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I am always appreciative of Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I've said several times on this podcast, and I say it all the time in the group text that yeah. uh, Andrew Wiggins, like he has bad touch around the basket when he's going like <laughs> at an angle because he yeah. always just like seems to hit it off the backboard really hard. Whereas usually Draymond, except for tonight, he has like soft touch and all this other stuff. Right? But, you know, like you said, Wiggins was only one for six from three, but he was seven for sixteen overall, so he was like six for ten from yeah uh, he was attacking the basket and i can appreciate that and that's uh, you know we're seeing uh a a fire from him a competitiveness and aggression that no one ever expected and you know as a fan as a warriors fan in particular it's good to see that and like you said just happy for seems like a good enough dude i don't know him never met him probably never will but uh, he seems like a a good enough dude and, and it's it's nice to see him get that recognition and success and actually i really really want this title for all the obvious reasons but i you know when i think about wiggins i was like i want this title for wiggins man like, yeah I don't really be a, a cap on this crazy 
season for him, like being an all-star starter, right? (laughs) And then winning a title would be amazing because I've said before, like, I don't think he'll ever become an all-star starter again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Especially like when Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and then young guys start getting better, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's good to see what um, what are you feeling about the about the series? Like, take a step back, take a breath. Like, uh, obviously, I'm sure we agree we need to take game four and not get behind uh, three yeah. one. But um, how are you feeling in general about like our chances, adjustments, stuff like that? I mean, I you know I think um, I'm always gonna have faith. You know, uh, I haven't seen anything yet where I'm like you know, I'm definitely not hanging my head and saying hey it's it's over. Like there's no, no way. Like we're so in this, um, you know, I, I think if we, uh, just play with more intensity coming out, um, I think we're going to be, uh, better off. So my hope is that like the takeaway, you know, I, you know, my guess is that in, you know, in the, in the locker room, that's what they're talking about. It's like, Hey, we were in this game the entire time, you know? Um, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think that, I think that if we care that if we say, okay, look, come out with intensity, you know, in the, in the first half so that you're not sort of depending on this third quarter, you know, to, uh, to rescue, um, but, ex- but instead extend the lead and make it, you know, um, make, make the, make the Celtics play from behind. I think we, I think we have a good chance, you know, we need to win two games in a row, right. Um, somewhere along the lines. So, you know, hopefully we'll take the next one. Um, and then, uh, and then our home game, um, mm-hmm. and then we're right back on track. Right. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, I originally said, you know, uh, <laughs> Warriors in six, um, uh, but you know, um, I'm hoping for Warriors in seven right now. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like trends and tendencies which are uh, concerning, and we've talked a lot about them already. But yeah. you know, I, I feel like, and I and and I've said this, like the Warriors when they play well, I haven't seen a team these playoffs that can beat them, except now, which makes sense because it's the it's the finals, yeah. right? Like, and obviously the Warriors haven't played a perfect game. But you know, if the Celtics they if they beat this healthy Warriors team, then you know, so be it. You know, it wasn't like oh, Steph was hurt, Draymond was suspended, you know, Clay was hurt, whatever. You know, so we we would go out with like our our best guys, and if they just weren't enough, they weren't enough. But what I'm really really hoping for and waiting for is these uh, high variance Celtics. That <laughs> I didn't watch much of the Eastern Conference Finals, but like that I heard about. <laughs> Right, so yeah. problems with the Heat. Granted, it's a different matchup. Granted, we don't have a Bam out of Bio in the, in the right. middle. Um, but you know, like you know, give me give me some more of these uh, turnovers. And if yeah, if exactly. Can, if they if they can be like the the team that got whooped in the second half of Game Two, then they can be a team that gets whooped in the yeah. first half of game four. So like, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it play, plays out. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah. I guess yeah. that's why they play the games. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been waiting for that uh, Jalen Brown with no handle, right? <laughs> like, where, where is that guy? Um, you know, actually one, one thing I did notice today, um, Tatum's game, when he goes to his right and finishes with his right, you know, I, he's shooting a really high percentage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't looked at, the numbers, but it just seems like whenever he's going to his right uh, and finishing with this right, he's, 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 it's great, right? Like if he's going left, he's either bricking or passing the ball, you know, um, uh, more frequently. And so maybe they'll make some adjustments to try to force him to go left more and get the ball out of his hands. Um, I think that's something that I would do. I, I think the other adjustment is 
you know, obviously leaning on auto a little bit more, like I, uh, like I'd said, you know, another, actually maybe another positive, you know, I don't know how you feel about Andre, you know, um, whether or not he's going to be available for game four or if they're going to sort of put him yeah, on play two minutes. Line. I hope he is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Impactful minutes too, by the way. Right. Like that first, <laughs> that first minute I was like, Oh my God. Like he just came in and like, you know, I, I don't know who he was defending. It was either Marcus or Jalen, like, but he, you know, definitely, you know, prevented him from um, making move underneath the hoop. So, uh, um, but yeah, but that's another, you know, I think we need a little bit more out of Andre. Um, I'm hoping to see a little bit more out of Andre. Let me, let me ask you one last thing in relation to the Raptors in 2019 for me playing the Raptors. It just felt like, man, Steph has no help. KD's yeah. out. When Clay went out. It was over. There's no one else who could score. When Clay was out, I think he missed a game with like a knee injury um, that series. And that felt dire. This, to me, it doesn't, obviously, or maybe not obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, to me, it doesn't feel that dire. It just needs to be, they just need to play a complete, a more complete game. And their ability to just kind of get away with stuff during the regular season and then also not get away with stuff because there were some bad losses in the regular <laughs> yeah. season, right? Like those are the things that are those, those non-championship habits. Like those are the ones that peak out right now and it's costing them in, uh, in, in opportune moments. But like how does this series feel for you compared to the 2019 finals? Yeah, I, I I totally agree. You know, like the um, this doesn't feel insurmountable. Whereas, you know, it just felt like that series. It was, you know, it was just a foregone conclusion. You know, um, yeah. Once, once, you know, once it was just like Steph out there by himself. You know, um, and, and I think he was hobbled too, right? Um, so, yeah. um, yeah, just yeah, this just I, I agree. I don't. This is not. This doesn't have the same feeling. You know, I I'm trying to remember back how I felt when that series was over. Um, I wasn't, I think I was, I was bummed, but I was kind of happy for the Raptors. You know, I thought that they were just, you know, kind of the better team, you know, more complete team. I think you've a healthy team. Hell yeah, true. Yeah. Healthy team. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this, this, this feels a lot closer. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I think, um, you know, like you said, if we play a complete game, come on strong, um, you know, try not to lean entirely on those third quarters, uh, then, then I think we got a good chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be an amazing cap, right? Like it would this would be a pretty amazing championship if we got it. So Yeah. It might yeah, it, might, it yeah. might top the first one. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, man. You gotta you gotta really yeah. like take a step back, watch some clips and think about that one because that one was that one was uh, uh phenomenal. That's true. I, I will yeah. say about Jason Tatum, uh I did have the question like if he is that guy before this series. I haven't seen it yet. You know, like he's, he gets, he's an excellent player. He's a great player, all-star level player, but you know, he hasn't proven to me that he is that guy. He didn't scare me the way uh, Luca did, Jokic, Ja, any of those guys that we've faced so far. He just has a much better team that is like, has more balance and is way better coached than anyone that uh, we've seen thus far. Yeah. I I mean, I've been pretty impressed. Um, You know, he's, you know, he doesn't scare me the way that Giannis scares me, but, you know, I think his finishing around the rim, um, like he can go on some streaks where I'm like, wow, that looks so easy, you know, like, like yeah. those plays when he's going to his right, finishing with his right, you know, yeah, it just, it just looks effortless. He's getting there so quick. 
Um, yeah. And then I think in the first game, he had like 12 assists or something like that, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's passing out quick. You're, you know, you're right. Like, they're knocking it down, you know. Uh, so, so there's that. But, but he's definitely, you know, that's all, that's all offense triggered by him, right? So, yeah. Um, there's, there's not maybe the consistency. Like, it seems like at, po- at points he's not sustaining that performance through the entirety right, right. of the game. It's, it's kind of what it feels like to me, you know. But, but I've seen flashes where I'm like, wow, this guy. You know, I could yeah. see why he could go off for 50, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah, he has, yeah. right? Like this postseason, um, I could see that. Um, I'm glad yeah. he hasn't yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I'm sure the Boston, the Boston fans are like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. There's one, there's one, <laughs> that's one every series. If he proves it to me, then, it, then I think you're right, though. I think it is that consistency where it's like in the 2019 yeah. finals, like, you know, obviously Kawhi, his consistency of hitting that mid ranger and just playing defense and just being that reliable dude. And uh, Tatum hasn't really done it. Although, yeah, I mean, he's had some really solid games overall yeah. and he's contributed and he's, so he had some great passes tonight. So again, I'm not he saying did. he's, he's a uh, garbage, but like he just hasn't scared me as much as a wide open Jalen Brown three pointer in the first quarter, apparently. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what's going in, man? Get out on that dude. Get out on that dude, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, in game one, uh, we just let them get into a rhythm with that in that first quarter, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing with, with Jalen. Like, like, if you let him get into a rhythm, like you said, like he shot that he had that shot in the first quarter, right? And it just, you just felt like, oh my gosh, he's just going to get his today. And he did. Yeah. You know, he just carried that rhythm all the way through. So. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, cool, man. Well, thanks for for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. It feels like we talk about the Warriors. You know, like I feel like I talk to you all the time, like pretty much continuously. You know, like all season for like the last however many years we've we've been doing this. So it's it's good to do it. Uh, uh, you know, more continuously in a conversation like this, yeah. as opposed. To oh yeah, this, for for listeners out there, this is the actual first time I've ever spoken to Calvin. <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're remote, but like it's the first time we actually talked to each other in uh, outside of texting. So, um, right, I don't even know what his voice sounds like until that. You know. So. <laughs> anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Lupino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Also check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.